Hey, yo, Craig, we good? Good morning, good evening, good uh, 7-Eleven. Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you. You're listening to... Shooting the Sheet Podcast. I'm Tarpot. I'm Smelly. I'm Skiv. And for the third week in a row, we are joined by our executive producer, the man with the plan, Craig. Shooting the Sheet. That's exactly how it sounds like. We will be talking about who knows what. All tangents are accepted. Nay, welcomed. Everything is on the table and nothing is off limits. We've got a really good one this week. We're going to get to our stacks and shit bags. We'll hit a few Q&As. Then we'll have a special guest with us, Rick Hold the K. Benez. And of course, we're going to have to talk about this week in football. But before we get to all of that, let's talk about today's discussion topic. Last week at Cos 6 asked us, what's the goat pasta noodle? Kyle? Here, here. Rotini. Normal color or tricolor does not matter. Here's why. Ideal noodle. It's got to be flexible, strong, and properly coat itself in sauce. Tricolor rotini, great for surface area, more room for the sauce to stick, and perfectly flexible, bendable, and the perfect amount gets in your mouth every time. So one of your areas of comment there was strong and when i think of the noodle you're discussing here it's probably the only flimsier one that i can think of is lasagna so i'm gonna need some more explanation there bro rotini you know what rotini is the spiral one yeah how is that less flexible than like a linguine every time i try to get a fork onto your noodle it just falls right off right away you don't stab it right I'm a really good stabber with my fork and noodles, but it just doesn't work. I don't know, man. I think it's got the perfect amount of sauce coverage. It's a, it's a great bite in the mouth, great texture, and great noodle overall. So let me tell you what's even a better noodle than that. Let me hear it. The penne noodle. The best noodle on the market for many reasons. First of all, it's a simple design. It's not too much. You know, it's easy on the eye. Also, the penne noodle, you can put on your fork prong, up to four of them, so you get four penne noodles on your fork, which with rotini is very unlikely. Bro, a penne noodle is so tiny. A four, pe- a four penne noodle bite is like a toddler bite. What do you mean tiny? A penne noodle is like two inches long. I think they come in varying sizes. Sure, so let's say the two-inch penne. Bro, you're not getting four of those on there without them all bumping in. You're maxing out at three, maybe. I don't know, man. Like, when I think of, like, the easiest noodle to eat, just put me in Portillo's and give me some Mastacholi. Those penne noodles just go down the hatch. There's no sauce coverage on them, though. You have the inside and the outside. You got no ridges for the sauce to stick. What if you don't have a thick, thick meat sauce on it? Then you're fucked. Any well-cooked noodle will stick to a wall, so I can assure you the sauce is going to stick to the noodle. Assure you if you threw a batch of cooked penne noodles at the wall? limited stick there's no surface area a horrible take it sounds like you just undercook all your pasta no way bro you just eating it straight out of the box or what i like it al dente bro doesn't sound like that's how you're cooking it though i I don't know man do you salt the water on your pasta of course what about a little olive oil uh if if i feel like it i don't think it's a necessary touch though it helps prevent the noodles from sticking together Okay, well, that's why when you throw your noodles at the wall, they don't stick. 
Penne ain't sticking. You just have noodles that can't hold their sauce. That's what I'm hearing. I'm actually probably the biggest pasta fan here. My mom makes it uh, phenomenally. Honestly, though, when it comes to the noodles, I don't really have a preference. If I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it'd be the shell guys, those little shell guys. Only reason being because sometimes you get a nice little surprise of extra sauce inside of those shells. Those are, I think the sauce makes the pasta. The noodles are just, actually, spaghetti sucks. Any noodle, like uh, like long-stranded noodle stuff sucks when it comes to pasta. It's too much effort. You got to twirl the fork way too. You got to get sexy with it. If you're a fan of the little surprise inside, I recommend gnocchi to you. Gnocchi does go hard, especially uh, Olive Gardens with a little breadstick in it. Ooh, that's just gnocchi. gas. Gnocchi's kind of elite. That is super gas. But uh, real quick, I actually am super anti Anti tomato, not the tomato, the red sauce for pasta. Alfredo sauce is elite, and and it's not even close. Could not be any more opposite. I hate the Alfredo sauce. I'm strictly a red sauce kind of guy. I'm somewhere in the middle. I can respect and appreciate both. I don't know that there's a right answer there, though. Why? How can you tell me that the tomatoes? I'm a huge tomato guy myself. Bosco sticks in tomato; those goes well. Marinara sauce and uh, what's those called? Cheese curds; those goes well. But when it comes to pasta, Alfredo's just got that like savory taste. Whereas the marinara sauce or red sauce, whatever it is, it's just a little too sweet. I might be incorrect because I don't eat beef, and maybe beef is a normal like red sauce that you're eating. But like Alfredo sauce is so much better than red sauce. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I eat meat with my pasta sauce every time, so I'm just due up for the red sauce. I mean, I guess if that's the case, then that that does make sense. But uh, that wraps up the discussion question, Kaz, so there you have it. We've got Skiv who said? I said penne. Smelly said? Rotini. And I said the little shell guys, those are elite. Uh, we're going to move on today to the stacks, Skiv. Uh, just like last week, we're going to do the stacks and chip bags this week. Uh, a little refresher, the stacks are two good things that go together that make something even better. And our ship bags are things that are just bad outright. So, uh, Kyle, if you want to start us off. Yeah, I'll kick it off. Uh, some big news this week in the pop culture world. Stack of the week, Britney Spears and no more conservatorship. Good for her. I, I don't have a ton to, t- to touch on it, but I figured I'd give it a little... Uh, little glimpse of some shine in the in the pod other stack of the week this is a crazy one beatrice three dollar thompson and blowjobs now do you i'm sure everyone is looking at me going who the hell is beatrice three dollar thompson let me tell you she's a nevada sex worker that retired finally at 76 years old after 54 years of service in the industry serving 500,000 clients, including four presidents. Thank you for your service. Yeah, she's a true American hero. But I was crunching a couple of the numbers here, and we're thinking 54 years on the job. She's starting in, like, what, 1960? $3 blowjobs back then. It was about 30 bucks worth of, of money today. 30 bucks for a blowjob, 500,000 clients, $15 million. And you know that, like, she didn't only do that. There was probably more that happened, which means her net worth is, and you got to count she's in Vegas too. Her net worth is probably north of 20 million. 
Yeah. She said when she was like uh, in her 50s that she wanted to end her career once she hit 500,000 clients. And she finally hit that mark at 76. That's a nuts life. But like, holy shit, that's awesome. Another a quote from her. She says, when I was younger, I could satisfy 50 to 100 men a day. Nuts. I don't even have time to like brush my teeth, go to work, and eat dinner in the same day. Yeah, I know. I saw that on Twitter today, an absolute just gem of a find. That's insane. My, uh, my last stack of the week, and then I'll kick it off to one of you guys. Just non-athletic sports and drinking. Bags, bowling, pool, darts, all go hand-in-hand with, bowl- or with drinking. Just great stack. Yeah, there's nothing better than just playing some darts at the bar with your guys. It's always a good time, and it'll always play. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Tarpot, stacks of the week. Uh, I actually, before I get to my stacks of the week, I wanted to uh, touch up on, give you a little shout out. Smelly actually put me on bags, to be honest. I played bags before, but never as good as him. And then all of a sudden, started going over to his house probably six times a week during the summer. Uh, got really fucking good. And then we won a fucking tournament. We won a few tournaments out in uh, Arlington. Um, I can take you any day one on one in bags, no doubt. Wish. I'll give you a 19-point lead, best of five series. I beat you 3-1. I'll take that, right? I'll take that next. When we vlog, when we get our first vlog out, we'll put that out on the Yeah, on the vlog. we're on that. So are we a bags or a cornhole podcast? I mean, we're not. We're, we're from Chicago. We are not from anywhere outside of Chicago. It's called bags. Shout out Indiana people. It's not called cornhole. It's called bags. I, I actually got two of my roommates to say bags at least three times. And they're they're both, I mean, all three of them were from South Bend, Indiana, Mishawaka, Indiana. All of them said cornhole their entire life. I got them to say bags at least two or three times. So that was a big win for me. You should become an influencer. Shout out Purdue, too. You're targeted in that, too. All the Purdue listeners, fuck cornhole. If you can fucking beat me at bags, I'll call it cornhole. Until that day, it's bags. Yeah, I'm with that at RoboCop at Hessman. Uh, you guys both thought you were tougher than me at, at bags, huh? Is that looking now? But let's get to uh, these stacks of the, my stacks of the week. Um, my stacks of the week, we got we got the uh, Saturday 2:15 ish slate college football games and a nap time, bro. Sunday we can never say three or five games, three twenty-five games here because we do all gather the troops and we head over to Smelly's house. After that, or if it's not the first slate of games, at least at the second slate of games. But on Saturdays, nice easy day, two fifteen games. Those are usually. I mean, I'm not a college like. I, it's just good midday naps during football. Feels good after lunch. Skiv looks like you got something. Yeah. So with that, I think there's nothing better than like falling asleep on your couch at like three o'clock when Bama's down three nothing to some like no name school. And you wake up at like 4.30 and there's absolutely shit stomping the same team. It's not even halftime yet and they have like a 40-point lead. It's just the best. I love that. It's every week. Yeah, especially when you got uh, responsible units on Bama to cover and they're already covering halfway through the second quarter. It's it's definitely a good time. Um, second stack of the week is, shout out all the fantasy listeners, Javante Williams and the rest of his schedule. After this bye coming up next week, I know you guys are both clowning me a little bit, but after this bye coming up this week, 
they may or may not may or may not be a league winner. I think I might go undefeated the second that he comes off his bye. Like he's it was just way too good for the league. You were so horny for that stack, you couldn't even wait for it for the football section. That's why you're getting clowned on. I'm a big fan of Javante Williams. He's he's, he's got juice to him, bro. I'm, I'm excited to have him. I yeah, I see that. <laughs> I invested in him in all my leagues, so or traded for him in all my leagues. But uh, and after or after that, another one, a good nighttime lift and, and a shower. Those are always phenomenal, especially when you have a tough lift, mainly leg day. Leg days for me are harder than arm days, but leg day, shower, and then you lay in bed in boxers or naked, however you want to sleep. And my last one, sack of the week, morning time and windows down in the car. And I know Skiv might have something to say about this, but every single day that I go to the train station, every single day of my life that I have gotten up early and I have left the house in a car, I have, in fact, rolled down the windows. To me, morning time just smells and feels so much better than the rest of the day. I just hate waking up in the morning. It's like 30 degrees outside, though. Why are you rolling your windows down? It's so cold. I guess a little bit of backstory here. In high school, you kind of had a reputation as the person that would just get in a car and click every button that you could find. So the first one that you could see was the window button. And no matter what temperature it was, polar vortex or a heat wave, you figured that the windows were going to go down. And that led to many mornings where I was walking to my first period class and I was like, this is the worst day of my life. So for that, like, fuck you. But I mean, I guess if that's your thing, roll with it. See, my thing about it is it just you guys cannot deny that morning time just smells different. One and two, it's just it's just I'm a big fan of cool air. I know Kyle is with me when it comes to like, I'm definitely a big sweater. I need to be sleeping in like. 65 67 degree temperature but when you wake up and you're freshly dressed freshly out the shower and all that and you just feel that nice cool breeze on you it smells good i mean it was snowing sometimes i still had the window open when we'd go to school skiv so yeah those are my sacks of the week but uh skiv on to you all right so i have two this week um my first one is just going to be the holiday season and random days off of work. Uh, I think I looked at my ske- my schedule and we have like days before Christmas, days after Christmas, days around Thanksgiving, just off just because. And there's nothing better than waking up on a weekday and knowing that you can just do whatever you want and not have to worry about doing the stuff you do on a daily basis. So I love that. So on my schedule today, I had Thursday, Friday off for next week. I was so happy. I thought so I was huge. only going to get one day. It's so was- huge. Yeah, I thought I wasn't going to get Black Friday off. Yeah, so that's that's just like one of the better things in life at this point. And then my second one is a uh, a little bit of a shout out to all the short kings out there. Uh being 5 foot 10 and inflation because if you're 5 foot 10 adjusted with inflation the last couple of years, uh I warrant you 6 feet tall now. So all 510 kings are now 6 feet tall. Um, I actually have a story about this. So I was at Whole Foods this weekend and I was in the bread aisle and there was like a, a five foot five woman trying to reach for some bread on the top shelf and all five foot ten of me, which is now six foot, helped her grab the bread and uh, it kind of felt like a tall guy moment for a medium guy guy, you know, it's pretty fun. Grocery store hero. Literally, I felt like I was six eight in that moment. I've never been taller. I'll take it. I'll take the extra two inches. Can't complain. 
we're six feet now let's go fuck yeah rider yeah i'll, I'll give us a couple sets i shit bags I, i'm being corrected shit bags um well i'm gonna go against what you fucking said tarun with the whole windows down because my first sit of the week was just the chilly wind that's that it's you cannot tell me that it's 30 degrees before wind chill probably fucking 10 after wind chill that you want to be rolling your shit down i don't care what you say shit bag of the week wind i'm not even gonna let you rebuttal because we already talked about it but on to my next one um people tweeting nfl players and bitching about their fantasy teams i fucking i saw a tweet today some kid tweeting tom brady saying you scored 13 points and cost me this week who the fuck are you to tell tom brady that he cost you this week tom brady's the fucking goat put yourself in check people that like tweet at nfl players or just like revolve their life around their fantasy team are bums fantasy football is fun and all but it's like dude these guys don't care what you have to say like they're they're here to play football make a living make a name for themselves if you think they care that you lost by five yards they don't it doesn't matter to them just don't waste your time or their time uh and on top of that tom brady the guy who's got one two seven super bowls the greatest of all time i mean who does he even look at his mentions do you think you think brady looks at his mentions that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're if you're gonna call somebody out too, you need to call someone out like fucking Derek Gore on the Chiefs. Like that dude's an absolute bum. Like, literally, maybe you'll get a response out of him, but fucking Tom Brady, no chance. Derek Gore, Benes, that's all you. Derek Gore's a fucking bum. I I just can't believe that he was started in uh about point three percent of leagues two weeks ago, and we were one of them. <laughs> Uh, last shit bag of the week, Disney adults. You know those fucking psychos that like are just so obsessed with Disney they just nonstop go every year. I I don't understand that one. Like you've been there once, you've seen it. Why why do you keep going back? Yeah, I mean Disney adults are more common than you think. They kind of just like they're either like really open about it or they're like a low key Disney adult. See, for me, it's like if you're going every year, it's not really gonna change that much if you make it like a twice a decade thing that makes a little more sense but if you're there every year like there's no way you like the rides or the environment that much just watch like a movie or like go on a roller coaster simulator i don't know do something go to like six flags there's got to be another way around this whole like persona you have going yeah i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me shit bag of the week i mean i guess i guess a kind of a question that what are you what are are you saying Disney World, Disneyland, or are you including like watching every single Marvel film that comes out on the day that it comes out? Movies are fire. I mean, that it's a little bit different. I'm talking about like the people that are all Disney, Mickey Mouse, Disney princesses, like all like classic old school Disney. Those people bother me. Does it not make you like cringe a little bit? Like not not like us us three slash four uh, in the studio here, like we we know that like that's kind of cringy, but like ever just like to yourself, like, huh, this isn't what normal people do. Maybe I should grow up. Hate, but a little bit of hate from Smelly. Um, I'm gonna go to my ship bags. Uh, so my number one ship bag of the week. I actually ordered or something from overseas. The fake Julian Edelman jersey. It was like six bucks. Too much money. 
it was way too much money. I ordered a adult XL. This thing fit like fits like an, a medium. It came nine weeks after I had ordered it, which is like that's acceptable given the state of the world when it comes to the supply chain. But they spelled Edelman wrong, dude. How did they spell it? E D E E L A M A N. Edelman. Yeah, that's how they spelled it, dude. It was ridiculous. I was actually furious with it. I mean, granted, it was, I guess it was a little bit more than six bucks. It was probably like 12 bucks because of shipping, but like online, it said six bucks. Now I know why it was worth six bucks, which is unfortunate. Did you return it or are you keeping Edelman, man? I uh, I emailed them three times over the past two weeks. They have not responded. So, on a flare, I'll pay like fifteen to have it. Baby, I'll definitely take you up on that for sure. Wear it and say it's some rare misprint. Well, I probably could get away with that. Yeah, say it's like a one of ten or like limited supply. It's like that Indiana player whose jersey said like Indi Dinana or something like that. You remember that earlier this year? I do actually. I do remember that, and that was unfortunate because we got our cheeks clapped that same week. <laughs> um, but apparently, like there is, there's rumors of that guy not even being real on the team. Like apparently, he snuck in, which I don't believe. But I, uh, I agree. Like it's whatever. But my second ship bag of the week: Dasani and Kirkland water. Now, if you're a water drinker, you'll understand that there is a difference between Kirkland water and other waters, and Dasani water, everyone can agree is dog shit. But uh, Kirkland water, it's like if you're if you're a water drinker, you're either very pro Kirkland or you're very anti Kirkland. And I do not respect you if you say all water tastes the same, because if you think all water tastes the same, that is just factually incorrect. You need to replace your taste buds asap. Pretty sure the Kirkland water and Dasani water taste so ass because of the plastic. Like I don't know what they do, but I've done a taste test before where you pour them out of the bottle and you can't tell the difference out of the bottle, but drinking from the bottle, it's total dog. Well, the thing is, is they did like research on this and Dasani's pH is like extremely acidic. It's like 5.2, which is like insane for water, which is supposed to be neutral at like seven flat. So the fact that it's that acidic means you're essentially just drinking like acid. Right, and that's fair. I mean, like we like Dasani is owned by Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola dog shit program. Uh, when it comes to water, everything else they're all right with. Um, but Kirkland water, it's like a Costco thing. But like, I mean, I guess it's buy- cheap. It's cheap. That's why it's like what two bucks it for a case of thirty-two. That's like the only pro to Kirkland water. It is it is super cheap. And same with like those off-brand Julasco ones. But I, I guess in general, my shitbag of that is just people who don't think that water tastes different. Because if you don't, I don't respect you. And then last but not least, this is my biggest pet peeve. People who sleep with socks on at night. You are psychopathic if you sleep with your socks on. How do you breathe? How do you do you not feel like you're being suffocated? When you have your socks on, does it not feel like 3,000 degrees under that blanket? Like, that makes no sense. You guys are shit bags if you sleep with your socks on. Because you're a sweater, bro. That's why you can't wear socks. If you were just less less warm, you'd be able to pull off the socks at bed. Right, but here's the thing. Like, even when I sleep with just a sheet, like, <laughs> sheet, with <Hey>. just a... <laughs> 
with just a sheet, it's still so hot, dude. It's ridiculously hot. I don't understand how people can sleep with socks. If you guys have ever slept with socks, please tell me because I need to give you shit for it. Definitely slept with socks. A nice fuzzy sock goes so hard in the winter, bro. No shot. You own fuzzy socks. I'll literally bust out a snap and post it on the Insta. I'll, I'll get a fuzzy socks pick on the Instagram. What are on your fuzzy socks? They're just like stripes and colors. Yeah. I'll have to bust them out. They're with the winter clothes. I haven't pulled them out yet. You got to get me a pair of them. Put me on. <laughs> I don't know if they're good enough to put someone on. <laughs> I like a nice fluffy sock here and there. Fluffy socks are fucking ridiculous. Those things are the hottest. App. Actually... Shout out Tony Lee. Wool socks are the hottest socks in the world. Those things should only be used when you shovel in snow. But um, they're ridiculous for... Unless, actually, camping, one exception. Two, second exception is if you pass out because you're too drunk and you wake up the next morning with your shoes and socks on. That's a fair assessment. But give what you got for us, shit bags wise all right, so my first shit bag of the week is smoke detectors with dead batteries. It's horrible background noise, and it really distracts from what's going on. Um, my second one, which you actually kind of hit on unintentionally, is going to be the global supply chain. Uh, I don't need to get too into it. We all know what's going on, but it just sucks for everyone, and it needs to end soon. Uh, my third one, which was kind of inspired by my experiences today, is the smell inside the kitchen at work. I don't know if you guys go in to office very often, but my kitchen just fucking reeks. It's just a combination of everyone making all their meals at once, and it just doesn't it doesn't add up well. It smells like it smells like piss. It's awful. Do you have a full kitchen, or do you have like a little half kitchen? Yeah, we have a full kitchen, but it's like when all these people are making like all these different meals, I think the the scents just clash a little too much. I don't know if it works out too well. Can't say I've experienced that, but I could imagine. Our kitchen's like the little tiny thing. We have like a microwave at best. So fair enough, fair enough. And then my last ship bag of the week is gonna be the person that sits on the little platform inside the dunk tank in that uh carnival game. Um they just have a horrible attitude. They're just talking shit for no reason, and we just don't need to have that. Uh Adam Wainwright was at a carnival and he just absolutely domed it on the first pitch, and the guy was like talking shit to him, and he just got soaked. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever because everyone that they put in those things is just a cocky little asshole that thinks they're never going to get wet. So I loved that video. Have you, have you ever sat on one of those? No, because I'm not that cocky little asshole. It's kind of like big dick energy. I feel like like I'm not getting up there. I don't want to get wet. I have sat on one of those, and that. I got a big ass, but that platform seat is not big enough, dude. Like, those things don't support people who weigh over 120 pounds. I swear to God. Yeah, no, they're, I've seen them before, and they're tiny. It's just like the people that are on those at Carnival specifically are just like, they're a little too extra with it. They, they, just, they just think they're better than everyone else. Yeah, I just love that video of Wainwright just drilling it, though. It was a great throw. All right, so now that we just got done with our sacks and shit bags of the week, we have something super exciting for all you listeners out there. Kyle, why don't you uh, help us out here? Yeah, the big special guest, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the number one rider of the pod, D3 All-Star, online slot advocate. Everybody say a big hello to Eric Benez. Great to be on the pod, number one rider, best pod, 
on the come up right now and uh happy to be here great to have you on first uh first guest of the pod hopefully many more to come my understanding is that uh based on last week's episode you're kind of here to clear your name if i'm hearing this correctly yeah i'm here to i'm here to clear my name as uh, a bad guy as um a few people on this podcast uh decided to lay out for kyle's actions at my house however I am not a bad guy, and there's a little explaining to do about the story, is you two don't understand that sometimes you need a moment to yourself, you know, and, and you're a little, you know, fucked up, and you need a moment, and sometimes you overheat and it gets hot, there's a lot of bodies, so, you know, Kyle laying on my <laughs> driveway was actually a beneficial thing for him, no one laughed. I mean, I def okay. That that's not true. There are definitely people who laughed. Not a lot of videos though. We weren't we weren't making Kyle a, a bad guy, making him feel bad. But you know, sometimes you just need a moment to yourself. Thanos, I appreciated the driveway. The driveway pass out was one hundred percent necessary for the success of the remainder of that night. Had that driveway not been there, I would have been face first in a plant or something. It would have been bad news. So I want to I want to bring up that it was not it was not a a uh, shitbag of the week. It wasn't a bad thing of what Kyle did at Bennis's house. It was actually I I brought it up as Wook of the week. Slander, slander. Brought it up as Wook of the week because it was an abnormal action that fit the description. Also, I did mention numerous times that it was a Hall of Fame nap. You know what? On the pod last week, I did say, let's hang the jersey up in the rafters. Let's hang the sweats up in the rafters. Let's hang the nap up in the rafters. Bennis, how would you feel if, if we hung up the Bennis driveway in the rafters? Would you feel less slandered after that? Um, well, first, I don't think it, it, the rafters would be able to hold the driveway. Um, you know, I, I also... I would argue that Kyle did not lose consciousness outside. He was not taking a nap. He was simply resting his eyes and recharging his brain. That is spot on, Bonus. That's exactly what it was. I needed to recharge. But let's let's get off this. Let's uh let's hear a little bit about you, Bonus. You were a big baseball guy, yeah. Yeah, I'm here to I'm here for all the baseball fans out there who had to listen to one of the hosts' uh, shenanigans talking bad about one of the greatest sports, uh, in my opinion, of all time. That's up for debate, obviously. But, uh, you know, this, this podcast has been seen as anti-baseball, and it's turned off a lot of people who, you know, want to wanna stay involved and stay in tune and like the material, but the baseball just really turned them off. So I'm here to, here to bring some knowledge and, you know, hopefully some baseball expertise to those listeners who care. What what does baseball have like six viewers in total, right? Uh, no, no, no. So that's not true. I, I saw you had an article, Bonus. For yeah, some, I mean, some I don't. You wanted to pull up some numbers. There, there, there's some numbers for sure. I think one of the numbers is that the game six of the NLCS, not even the World Series, the NLCS of the Braves versus the Dodgers, had more viewership than all of the NBA games, all of them. Which you are an NBA fan, and I think you might have said that. I mean, football is the number one most viewed. Like it's, 
Yeah, Everyone yeah. watches it. No, Sundays no. are for football, you know. But you know, as as a baseball fan, that's you know, those are the, the numbers back it up. People watch it. It's good stuff. So, is there a reason uh, you mentioned the NLCS? Is it any chance that maybe it had a lower viewership than the World Series? Is that possible? No, it actually uh, it actually didn't have a lower viewership in the World Series. I just chose the NLCS. You know, everyone wanted to see. The Braves beat the Astros, and it was a phenomenal World Series. The pitching was phenomenal. The Braves are phenomenal. Dansby Swanson's hair is phenomenal. I mean, there were there were 14.3 million viewers on the final game of the World Series. That is more than the NLCS. Chop on. And uh, getting some chops in the studio here. It's just chop. It's just good for baseball. It really is. It's good to see fans back at baseball. I feel like that's for every sport, but. I think fans at baseball play like a huge impact um, comparative to other sports. I think hockey as well is one of those that really need fans at. So are you uh, changing your fandom to a different team after you bandwagon the Braves? I bandwagon the Braves. Um, and I am not going to change my fandom. I am a long time, going to be a long time Braves fan and uh, here for many years, many World Series. and. I'm excited to see what happens. We were really hoping to get the scoop on the new team. We wanted to be the first ones to release the Bana's new baseball team. Isn't that your rule, though? You did it with the Cubbies. You drop the Cubbies after they won the World Series. Pick a new team, a bottom five team in the league. You pick the Braves. Now they win. Now, as part of the cycle, you need to, once again, pick a new team. We need it here live on the pod. Okay, okay, hold on a second. Before all the haters come out and, and attack me, I was a White Sox fan till 2005 when they won the World Series, and I did not like all the Fairweather fans. So I tried to pick the out of the bottom four lowest teams ranked. You know, I'm not that old, but I tried to choose out of the bottom four what team I should root for, and I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just I'll just root for the Cubs." Well, the Cubs were like the 16th like ranked team at that time like they were actually a decent team so i was a cubs fan for 2005 to what 2016 and then i decided that it i had to follow my old ways and i decided to go and look at the bottom four teams and the braves were one of them i also love dansby swanson he's a phenomenal prospect out of vanderbilt watched a lot of those games so i was a braves fan and then we won so I mean, by principle, I should choose bottom four team. However, three is my favorite number, and that's my cop-out, and that's, that's how it's got to go. So I, I guess my question is, going back to Skiz and Smellies, if you had to pick a bottom four, bottom five team to be a fan of, who would you transfer your ownership to? They're not, <laughs> they're not a bottom four, bottom five team, though, but they're just consistently bad. Um, I would do it based off color scheme um, in itself, and I would go with the Baltimore Orioles if I had to choose. I just, they, they're, they're due to have some success, I hope, but they're just so bad. Like, I don't understand how they're so bad. You heard it. You heard it here first on the STS Pod at or at STS Pod YT. Eric Bennis, 
will officially be a fan of the Baltimore Braves Orioles. A uh, Braves fan for life. Rolos. I'm holding you to the Orioles from here on out. There's absolutely no way we let you escape into the Braves. But uh, less of the MLB, more into your baseball career, Bemis. Uh, D3 pitcher, started in high school, started in... When did you start? How, how old were you? Five, six years old, probably? I think five is T-ball now. Five, four, maybe? Four or five. Were you always a pitcher when you were playing, or did you grow up playing other stuff first? Uh, well, no, I wasn't. Because, like, you couldn't... There was no, like, kid pitch till, like, nine or ten. Maybe even eleven. I don't even know. So I couldn't really be pitcher. It was coach pitch for a decent amount of it. But I always played second base. I was always a pretty short guy. But I was, I was quick, had a good bat, was not a power hitter by any means. But, you know, eventually then just how the game develops and stuff like that, my arm angle kind of just got lower because playing second base, you don't really need to throw the ball that, like, perfect, like a third baseman. So arm angle kind of just changed, and my coach saw that I had movement, so then he started pitching me. and kind of took off from there okay so question for you like more like college age is it harder pitching to a lefty or a righty and why um it depends what you're more confident in your pitches so like i'm a righty if i throw a curveball to a righty it's going to probably play better than a curveball to a lefty unless you throw it like inside on his hands to like tie him up a little bit i had more success Probably until senior year of college with my curveball, so I liked throwing to righties more. But then uh, I couldn't throw a curveball for a strike, so then I stuck with the changeup, and I had more success as a lefty uh, later. So kind of depends what you're more confident in is what I would say. Okay, and uh, how many at-bats out of 10 would Rudman hit a home run off of you? Zero. Because he claims, he claims it's upwards of six or seven. No. Okay. It's not even comparable is how, like, it's, it's oil and vinegar here. Like, I am just, he, he can't, he, he wouldn't hit it. He wouldn't hit it. If you have, like, low baseball skill that Rudman does, you will not hit the ball. Like, he will not hit it. It is too fast. It is too fast. It has too much movement. It's, it, it's, he won't. No chance. What was your uh, what was your best outing? Any? Uh, there were a few. I think the most meaningful was I think sophomore year at North Central. We beat them at home. Pretty. They for some reason I couldn't ever pitch at North Central like their home field. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But uh, when they came over to uh, IWU, we played them and we played them pretty pretty hard. I pitched pretty good. I think it was like six and two thirds with two runs. But they're like a really good baseball team. Um, that probably the best though was in high school. I threw, <laughs> I threw a no hitter against Hersey, but they thought that it was a hit because the second baseman didn't touch the ball when it went between his legs. So it wasn't kind of as a no hitter, but it was, it was a no hitter. Okay. If uh, if you had to choose one thing that's the hardest to prep for on game day, uh, what would you say it is against uh, or as as a starting pitcher or versus a relief pitcher? What's the hardest thing that you have to 
do or, or face going into the day? Um, for me, I struggled with rain. Um, for some reason, I had a hard time gripping the ball, and it would slip. Small hands. Okay, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, it was, I just couldn't do it. It was weird. I, it, that was probably like the biggest yips I ever had is, I think I had, I think I pitched in the rain like 12 times, and I think I won one of those games. Like, it was, it was really bad, really bad. you ever intentionally bean people? Uh, no. Uh, well, depends what happens in the game. There's never really a, like, we didn't, I never did in college one, but, um, in high school, like, there was never really a sign, but, like, if someone really got teed off and it was, it was not good on, like, one of our better players, like, you, you wouldn't, intentionally do it but you would definitely go a little more inside and if it ran in a little it's like okay well whatever um um i guess uh kind of going back to the beginning where you kind of chirped me a little bit yeah i am i am a big nba fan however i do do have that self-awareness that nba is not actually as good as it has been in the past it stinks it stinks you said it, not me. You said it, not me. Baseball also stinks. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying ba- basketball is good. I'm making the argument for baseball is not fundamentally a fun sport. It's a fun pastime to watch. And then, like you brought up a few of the viewership sets uh, from 2008 to 2019, we've only seen a decline in attendance at the games. Why? Maybe it's uh, the game sucks, or maybe it's that concessions are way too expensive. Tickets are reasonably priced. Average duration of games have gone from 2 hours and 54 minutes to 3 hours and 9 minutes. Added balls in play, you're looking at a sharp decline, and MLB strikeouts, you're also looking at an increase, which means there's less action. I will grant you the fact that it has been a steady average of number of runs scored per game, but all of those stats are just showing the game has seemed to be a little bit too boring. Okay, well, here's, here's the thing. Um, is that, do you know how long an average football game is? You probably would say football is the most exciting sport, right? Baseball is still less than football in their average game time. Not, like, to say that baseball runs long is, that's relative. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean... It they try to speed the game up, but there's so many different things. I mean, especially with the cheating, like all the cheating kind of going around in the MLB. Like baseball, unfortunately, is one of those sports that you can cheat in many different ways. Um, so, like, I don't know. I think over the years, yeah, it's kind of gotten longer, but there's better skill. There's more skilled players. There's better skilled hitters. Like, it's not only dominated by pitchers. So, like, there's a lot more. You even said the runs go up. Well, maybe they put the ball in play more. That's why it's a little longer and stuff like that average attendance i mean if the team's good you're gonna go there like if the team's good so if the big city teams are bad no one's gonna go there (laughs) it's just that's more the attendance i guess is in my opinion is partially attributed to how good the big city big ticket item big ticket teams are and i think that's a result of the no salary cap in baseball too because the best teams keep buying the best players so the the fan bases grow but the small markets don't do anything different 
Then real quick before uh, we move on here uh, from the baseball segment, I did say, as you brought up in hockey, I did say we should put all of the baseball, the all of the MLB marketing money, and all of the NHL marketing money, put it together and market one of those fucking sports because both marketing schemes suck. That's what I was talking. That's that's. I know I did say baseball sucks. Baseball should be canceled. Blah blah blah. All of that, of course, a little a little bit of overreaction from a not baseball fan. But what do you think about the marketing plan that MLB and NHL have as compared to? the NBA, and maybe it's hard to compare it to the NFL, but maybe even the NFL. Um, well, for NHL, I actually think they're doing well marketing. I think that they struggled just because, like, of the fan attendance. I think, like, marketing-wise in their game, their video game is one of the most played video games out there, in my opinion, at least. Like, I, I see everyone playing Chell. Everyone plays Chell. I think people maybe play chill more than madden and probably not fifa but um baseball like it's kind of hard this might be like a hot take but i don't think mike trout like he was the face of the mlb for all the time and he isn't as i wouldn't say like marketable it's just he doesn't do as much as like maybe like a fernando tatis or a vladdy jr like i think those are the guys that you kind of need to maybe build the MLB around a little bit and watch them fly. And I, I think there's a lot of future in the MLB and uh, I, it, it's never going away. Never. All right. I got a little bit of a change of pace here. This is a, a, a news event. We've been getting a couple of requests to do some stuff in, in the news, but uh, the longest lunar eclipse of the century is coming this week. This Thursday into Friday, the, like November 18th into 19th, we're going to have a blood moon lunar eclipse for three hours and 28 minutes. So that's bright during nighttime. Yeah, it, the moon's going to come like super bright red, I'm pretty sure, and it'll stay like that overnight. And it shouldn't be like, you should see almost no moon. They, they're projecting like 2% of the moon will, will stay lit up from the sun. Pretty nuts, but uh, yeah, I just had to. I just had to give that little little spiel there. People, go look outside your windows and and appreciate the moon. Tarpon. Other thing that I had for news is uh, Lucid Motors, Lucid Air, I guess, is looking real good. They just put out their uh, Q four Q three earnings statement. Uh, know that I am. Very responsibly invested into their stock. Their average price that I got them at was at 22. Uh, they closed at about 44, and then after hours they closed at 47. So that's just a little bit of just a little tip into the little tar pot investment advice. I I love Lucid Air, Lucid Motors, whatever you want to call it. I think they are the future of EV alongside with Tesla. But uh, that's just going to be my that's just my little my little lob for uh, news. You know what I'm saying? Kick it off with some football now, maybe. Yeah, Turin, you want to hit us with the recap for the week? I mean, uh, to be honest, we had we had kind of a boring week in the NFL. We had uh, Mason Rudolph and company tie with the 0-8-1 Lions. Something Najee didn't know that could happen was a tie. Uh, Ron Rivera and the Washington football team actually killed about 75 minutes of the entire game clock to close the fourth quarter against the Bucks. Packers defense routes Dangerous Wilson. 
Uh, a lot of romps, a lot of romps around the NFL. We had Panthers, Cowboys, Bills, Chiefs, and of course my Pats. Shout out CBS with two tuds. But the biggest storyline, big hugest storyline of the week, I think came on Thursday night when all four of us plus a few other of our friends were watching on Thursday night at the Nelson household. Is there trouble in paradise in Baltimore? Is is Lamar beat dead, Kyle? For starters, that game was Spain without the S. Just utter pain. It was terrible to watch. I I just want to forget about it and move forward to next week. I mean, we really can't play any worse, so that's good. We're still sitting at the top of the division. Lamar needed he 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 had an off game. The offense had an off game. The defense had an off game. I mean, we locked up Mike Gusecki, which is better than we can say for most tight ends. So, see, the favorite part of that game for me was not the game itself, but watching you react to the game. I kind of felt like a dad at like his kid's first t-ball game, and the kid was just striking out every play, and it was just hilarious because you had just like these high expectations, and it was just an absolute shit show. So, thank you for that. Bro, we beat the Dolphins by 50 a year ago, and now we're going to fucking lose by 12 points to the shitters. We lost to two quarterbacks. They, we, they literally played two quarterbacks, and we still fucking lost. What, what's the deal? We made no halftime adjustments. Scored fucking seven points at half in the second half, three points in the first half. You're not fucking winning games like that. And one of those was Jacoby Brissett, who wears his sleeves like he's a Manning, but he's not a Manning, therefore he can't wear his sleeves like that. Yeah, it was it was a rough week to be a smelly. Purdue got fucked by Ohio State. Ravens lost. I mean, week's not going not going well so far. Hopefully we can bounce back next week. I mean, as as a rider myself, I I did hate seeing you in pain all Thursday, and there's just nothing you can say about it. The Ravens are that you might have to put the Dun chain on them because I don't think I don't think Lamar's got it, Kyle. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed it to be honest, because as a Bears fan, it's always pain every single week, every single week. So you get a little taste and you get a little glimpse into into my world. This is a Pretty fair, like the Bears moving to Arlington Heights, and there's no Bears fans on here. What the heck is going on, guys? Like, come on. Hey, we. You're a Braves fan, and you're actually you're an Orioles fan, and you're now gonna chirp us about not being Chicago sports teams fans. You went through both the baseball teams, and now you're onto a fucking whole new team. No, I'm not. Braves for life. Chop on. Don't get rid of the chop. I personally like it, but go O's. Go O's. Give college football. How, how'd Wisco do this week? We we shit stomped Northwestern. It wasn't even fair, but like we also knew that that was going to happen. The line was set at twenty six and a half in a Big Ten football game, which is just a bad sign to start with. Um, not much to report besides Braylon Allen still doing his thing. He ran for one seventy three and three tuds. Uh, he's got. All the all the tools to be the next guy, like I said last week, and I think that yet again he shows that again this week. So, what do you have? Didn't he have like one seventy and three touchdowns or something crazy like that? Yeah, so he he's he's just doing it. He's doing it all. He came in supposed to be a linebacker, and they looked at him and they're like, "Let's let's try giving you the football." And now they're like, "Oh yeah, that that works." How's uh, how's Graham Mertz looking? You, you you like him for the NFL, or do you think that? He's just kind of a college guy. 
Uh, he he's not a he's not an NFL quarterback. He never will be. Uh, he came in with all the hype. He he thought he had it. We thought he had it, but I don't know. It's just he's just not the guy that everyone thought he was. And that, you know what? That's fine. As long as they win football games and get to a respectable bowl game after a one and three start, I'm fine with that. How about them Packers though? How'd you feel about what that game? I know we were watching that with you. A uh, lot of injuries this week. Um, thankfully, it seems all were not too bad. Uh, the defense looks the best it's ever been, and that includes the year we won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are putting us in that top tier, and I think at this point it's kind of justified. If Aaron Rodgers starts playing some flawless football, I know he's been showing out for your fantasy team this year. Bum. Aaron Rodgers is a total bum. I'm not going to tweet at him because I hate those people, but he sucks. He cost me fan. He's the heart and soul of my fantasy team, and when he puts up bad weeks, the whole team does shit. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe from a fantasy perspective, he isn't the best option there, draft better. But um, I think in terms of playing quarterback in the NFL, there isn't really many other guys that I would want to go into a game with. So I'm, I'm happy with where we're at, and I think we have good, good hopes for the playoffs. Right, and uh, I think Bakhtiari's coming back soon. Is that correct? Yeah, he should be checked back in next week. So the O-line's going to get sturdy, and we're going to put some points up. The way I look yeah, at it in the yeah. NFC is, I mean, we're, we're, looking at this, we're watching this game right now, looking at the scores and stuff. Uh, the Rams are, are losing to the 49ers right now. Um, 14 nothing. They just actually scored 14-7. Uh, the, pack, the NFC might also be not as wide open as the AFC, but when it comes to those top four teams in the NFC, the Packers have a real shot of doing something out there. How do you, how do you feel about their, the rest of their season? How do you feel about what's, what's the ceiling for this team and what's the floor, would you say, and what would you be disappointed with? Yeah, actually, uh, 49ers just scored again, so it's 21-7 now. But um, yeah, so if Packers outlook, I think we have a couple winnable games. We play the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings twice. I think we lose a maximum of one of those games. Um, we play the Ravens. We play the Browns. And those could go either way, really depending on what team shows up. I think realistically we probably win 13 games and get a two seed. I don't know. I think we can go further and get the one seed. And if the NFC runs through Green Bay, that's bad news. I know it didn't go our way last year, but injuries and such affected that. I think if the NFC goes through Green Bay, though, I think this could be the year. Um, and then real quick before I, I talk a little, give a, little, a few shout-outs to my teams, we do, have, we do have here in the studio tonight a, a not a rivalry, but a game coming up this weekend. It's the Bears, who Rick Hold the K is a fan of. And Smelly's Ravens at home for Rick. What do, what do we think the final score is going to be? And how do we think that game gets played out? 34-13 Ravens. Not going to be close. We're going to walk into Soldier Field. Absolutely just stomp on them. Fortunately for me, I'm going to be at that game. And I'll get to watch the Ravens live and dominate the Bears. Hopefully, I don't get pummeled by some Bears fans on the way out after we smoke them. But should be a good game. Yeah, no way. That is uh, absolutely not happening in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Justin Fields is legit. Um, he has poor coaching behind him. 
Um, but the Bears are going to pull out a shocker, an absolute shocker uh, this week. I think the Bears are going to win at 21-13. Bear Don. There's just absolutely no way the Ravens score less than 28 points in back-to-back weeks. Lamar B., whatever you want to call him, will be throwing for probably like 350 passing yards and three touchdowns, maybe run one in and like tack on another 80 yards rushing. I'm hammering like every Lamar prop, I think, this week. Overpassing, overrushing, over touchdowns, rushing and passing. Illusional. You're ridiculous. You couldn't, the, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the, the, the Dolphins. It's one bad week, Benis. We can't we can't win every single week. Sometimes guys just don't come prepared. Maybe Lamar didn't take a poop this week. No like, one's coming. If no he didn't if he didn't shit, we're fucked. Like that's just a guarantee. So maybe maybe he didn't squeeze one out pregame. Skiv, what do you let's let's talk specifically about that game. Side bet. Uh, not really side bet, but who what's your prediction? Who wins? What's score of the Bears Ravens game? I have uh Bears 24, Ravens 23, game-winning field goal by the Bears. Now we just know you're talking out of your absolute ass. When was the last time the Bears hit a game-winning field goal? Let alone, like, any field goal. Any field goal. kicker's great. If if you want to take it to a kicker battle, Justin Tucker, his right leg should be in the Hall of Fame. So I'll I'll take the Ravens on any kicking game. But it's not just a kicker battle. It's just one guy kicking. We are going against Justin Fields. He's probably going to throw for like three interceptions. I'd Bro, hammer. Last w- week, you started Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, he had a bad week. Lamar had a bad week. Shit happens. You can't win every game. Aaron Rodgers sells once every eight weeks. What do you want? And they still win. He still sells for fantasy. <laughs> I, uh, You're the fantasy kid that you hate. I'm not tweeting at him, though. I'm fucking voicing my opinions privately. Aaron Rodgers isn't listening to this. There's no way. So this is for me to get off my chest because I'm sick of his shit. I think I'm... Uh, this is tough because I love being a writer specifically for Rick. I'm going to have to go with the Bears, Kyle. I'd rather... You guys are making the worst choice of your life. Let me hear it. What's your score prediction? Well, I mean, my score prediction is probably 52-7 to seven Bears way. That's just... I, I don't know if I'm the Bears are, are capable... I'm an absolute rider. I don't think the Bears are capable of scoring 52 points in a game. We could literally put out zero players on defense, and they would still be incapable of scoring 52 points in 60 minutes. If I had to guess the line, I'd say it's probably Bears plus four, and... If I'm going to bet on that, I'm taking that. Like I'm After what I saw last week, the, there's just nothing in it for the Ravens. The Bears are coming off a bye week. They had two weeks to scheme for Lamar B. I think there's no way that defense doesn't show out and win that football game. Line's at Ravens minus six. I'm moving that line to like 10. Plus 215 money line. Hammer it. Oh, I, I just got to take that. I just got to take the Bears here because Rick James is such a big rider. But also... The Ravens are dog shit. They may not show up in the play. They may not make the playoffs. That's how bad they are, Kyle. I want you to understand that. Before we, before I let anyone else rebut into that, Pat's absolutely romped. Browns. Browns are dead. 
Uh, next up is the Falcons. Falcons are dead, as you saw that Cowboys game. Uh, shout out OKC, though. They went on a four-game win streak. Unfortunately, they lost last night to the Nets, albeit. But uh, SGA is giving buckets. Darius Baisley doing his thing. Lou Dort's locking up everyone off the bench. We got Mike Muscala and uh, Derek Favors, Terrence Mann. Everyone's playing real well. They're 5-7 and seven right now. We're looking for a, uh, a t- to build up the week. I think the Bulls are third in the East right now. Um, but basketball is in full, is not in full swing, but uh, I just had to mention that real quick. Um, let's get to a QA real quick. Uh, at Robo, one of my roommates, shout out Robo, how you doing? But uh, top six in fantasy redraft right now. Let's get first listen from Rick James. If you had the one one in week 11 to draft a fantasy team, because you started Derek Gore two weeks ago, remember, you get to restart, restart zero per- people on your team. You get the first pick overall. Who do you take? Okay, first off, my fantasy team is horrible. It's horrible. Plagued with injuries. It's unbelievable. I, I what am I? Two and seven. Two and eight. I'm currently, and there's two minutes left in the second. I'm currently have like forty points. So it's it's brutal. But uh, number one, I go Cooper Cup. I mean, come on. That guy's nuts. He's crazy. Um, I would probably go with... Wait, are we drafting? Is he doing all six? Am I just doing one? Bennis with the first pick. Bennis with the first pick overall in a half PPR takes Cooper Cup in a redraft, which is a fair assessment. Not after tonight's game, but let's pretend like we're recording this before tonight's game. That is a fair assessment. I'll allow that. Uh, Kyle, what you got for 1.2? JT Heisman, Jonathan Taylor, pick two, so free. I know I'm looking at Skip's face right now. He thought he was falling to three. No chance. Easy two pick there. Maybe even the one pick over Cup. I don't know if you guys like watched football this weekend, but if I get Christian McCaffrey at 1.03, I feel like I just won the league. I mean, the guy comes back, he gets injured, and still has 160 all-purpose yards. Like that's ridiculous. AT is going to just put up 28 on you every week. You're done. Big trust on Coop Cup. Well, to me, in my opinion, JT's got the easiest rest of schedule. So that's a f- that's fine. JT, fun fact, JT actually, after two more games played than Derrick Henry, is still tied with him for the league like uh, lead for number of yards that anyone has, which is a nuts, nuts stat, stat to think about. C-Mac is a fine pick. I can't. Cannot hate on that. I've got to take Austin Eckler. That's my guy. I've, I drafted him at 10 overall. I'm still going to take him right now. He's doing – Chargers are kind of dead, but I'll still take him. Snaking it back around to you. I mean, if you're going to give me another pick. Yeah, I mean, we're snaking here. We're doing it standard style. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Tay, dude. Uh, Tay, you're letting me get the wide receiver two. I mean, he's probably less than that on the season, but you're going to take, give me the real wide receiver one over the season, Cooper – Cup is a fraud. He's dog shit. Same with Derek Gore. And uh, who's your starting running back, Bennis? Uh, Hines. Uh, Naheem Hines. Came with a good 3.3 this week. Shout out. Yeah, so we're the kid who's got D. Gore and Naid Hines. Hines coming back. Relax. He's got Naid Hines and Derek Gore as a starting two running backs. He takes Cooper Cup. That's a fair pick, but I, I got to take Tay. He's a real wide receiver one. So I went running back with three. So I guess with six, I'll go wide receiver. 
And I'm going to take C.D. Lamb. Might be a hot take, but I think the Dallas offense is the most explosive one in the NFL. They play on a turf field. That helps a ton. There's a lot of plays there to be made by a lot of athletic players, and I think C.D. Lamb fits that mold. I think he's got Devontae Adams' potential, and I think I'm pretty confident with uh, C-Mac and C.D. Lamb. Surprise you go C.D. over Jamar with that spot if you're going wide receiver. But uh, what do I have? One, two, three, four, five, seven. With pick seven, Team Smelly, we're, going, we're getting a stable here. Najee Harris. I drafted him in fantasy already. I already traded him, and I would love to have him back. So. I I gotta go with Najee Harris. Absolute pre-jack trade, probably the worst fantasy trade of all time. We won't get into it, but I got Najee for a bag of rocks. And then Rick James with the last pick of the uh, redraft week eleven at RoboCop's question: What you got at the one point? Uh, I guess it's the two point oh four. You know, it doesn't really matter. I need a wide receiver anyways, so we're gonna take Devontae. Um, Devontae was already picked. Oh, was he? Was he? Oh, bro. I heard Julio Jones is still available, though. Uh, this is like the summary of our fans. Anyone take? <laughs> someone Someone drafts a taken player and then doesn't realize they've drafted a taken player until like four hours later. So we Google Sheets it. Uh, is Tyreek taken? Anyone take Tyreek? He's all yours, bro. That's me, then. We're taking him. We are, we're a rider. Um, and then uh, let's see what we got here. Let me see. Yeah, we're just going to go with two rounds. Robo asked for six. We gave him eight. And last but not least, before we wrap up, I want to real quick, quick, I want to talk about a uh, playoff predictions. This is going to be a team effort playoff predictions out of the AFC and NFC. I'm going to start with vision winners for the AFC. We've got, uh, the Ravens from the AFC North. I, I think the Ravens probably have the best shot at winning that. And then we got AFC East. I would say Pats. Everyone else would say Bills. Let's go with Bills just for the group consensus. Then in the AFC South, the Titans, they look like they're rolling. Uh, AFC West has to be the Chiefs after last night's performance. I think we'll look back at that fourth quarter with Green Bay, and I told you guys this on Sunday. We'll look back at that fourth quarter against Green Bay, and then we'll say that's when the Chiefs turned it on. Who do you guys see for the wild cards? I mean, the Chargers probably squeeze their way in. I think, like you said, the Pats, and then probably either the Bengals or the Browns. I don't know. I don't think the Steelers have it this year. I think the Colts. I think the Colts do it. They just get carried on the back of Jonathan Taylor. They were my uh, sleeper team a couple weeks ago, and I think it's it's gonna play through. So for the AFC, you heard the three wild cards are going to be Pats, probably, maybe the Bengals, and probably maybe the Steelers or the Colts. Those are probably your top four. Browns might be dead after that <laughs> that shit that they took. NFC-wise, we're going to look at the Packers, obviously. That's without a question. Cards, what do they do? What did, what did they do this weekend against the Panthers? Are you kidding me? Oh, they had no no Kyler and no D Hop. Like you're trying to roll a team with Colt McCoy, you're just not going anywhere with that. Like the loss is understandable. Once they get Kyler back, they're fine. They definitely take the NFC West. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about them. I think they're a lock. The Packers are a lock. The Rams are a lock. Um, I don't know. The, Buc- the Buccaneers are a lock, but I don't know that they're the team they were last year. Um, 
Probably the Cowboys. They're, I mean, the Cowboys are two. definitely a lock. They look really good. And like I said before, let's hope that we get home field position. Maybe, maybe a Panthers wild card. Cam Newton's back. Superman does it all. No, no, it's Saints. Saints are taking the wild card. They could. I mean, it could be Bucks, Saints, Panthers. It's not going to be the Vikings, Bears, or Lions. And the Niners and the Seahawks are both three win teams. I mean, do you give it to the Eagles? So I, I after watching that Broncos Eagles game, like there was a lot of flukes, but that that Eagles team they can go on a run. They're built up to. I think they play the Jags, the Texans, the uh, football team once, the Giants twice. They have a pretty cake end of season schedule. If they hit, if they hit nine wins. If they hit nine wins, they probably make the playoffs, and I think they have that with their rest of ske- season schedule. They probably could go undefeated. So I have to give it to the Eagles. Super Bowl predictions then? I'll I'll kick it off here. We'll just jump right into it from from the those playoff teams, but Ravens Packers, Ravens victory. Super Bowl 56 free. Give uh so and and in this in this in our studio we have discussed if the Ravens and the Pats make it to the AFC, if the Ravens and the Packers or the Pats and the Packers make it to the Super Bowl and the Ravens and the Pats make it to the AFC, we will be in attendance of that game, no matter how much the price is. We ha- that's a must go to game, and I think that would be great for the YouTube video. We have discussed about it. We'll vlog it, get a little Super Bowl vlog in. I don't know. Could be a could be a play. My Super Bowl prediction. I'm gonna root for it. Uh, I, in fact, I did put money on the Chiefs to win the AFC and the Super Bowl last weekend. Paid off real, or it's looking real nice so far. But. I will be rooting for the Pats and the Packers to meet in the Super Bowl. I'm here for it. I think as long as the Packers stay healthy, they make it. And I think realistically, uh, the Titans are probably someone that I would expect to see in the Super Bowl. But I know you guys have your inherent bias, so I can accept that, as do I. But I think that's probably where I'd like to see us this year. And then... uh... Uh, Benis, let's get one Super Bowl pick out of you, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're a really good football team. I mean, sometimes they stink, but overall they're a pretty good football team. Um, in the AFC, ah, geez. Um, let's go with the Bills. I think that's just one I want to see, so maybe that's why I picked them, but that's who I would take, the Bills. You heard it here first. We got a lot of uh, a lot of Packers winning out of the NFC, and we got a lot of uh, Rams winning out of the NFC. I think we all believe that our teams can win, at least our conferences. But uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a good end of season here. The witching hour, the third, the end of the third quarter is coming up in the NFL. But uh, oh, um, Craig's telling us that we're running out of time here. But thank you so much for watching, listening, laughing crying, whatever you're doing. We appreciate you. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, follow, share, all the above, none of the above. Anything you do absolutely helps us. Uh, at STS Pod YT on all socials. Shout out number one writer of the show, friend of the show, first guest of the show, Benez. Thank you so much for joining us today. So from Skiv, myself, Craig, Smelly, Benes, thank you so much for listening. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Let's get to the weekend, and we'll see you next week. We'll be better next week. Any last words before we go? 
Yeah, thanks for having me on the pod, boys. It's been a blast here in the studio. Uh, let's go Bears. And, uh, you know, hopefully you've got a little more uh, baseball listeners after this and turn slander on one of the greatest sports of all time. Shee!